Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show. Hope you're having a great day. From the Citizens Bank Studios, we continue to celebrate so many amazing people who are making this place such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, I have to bring some attention to the recent passing of Walter Williams. Uh, Walter, uh, I should point out that uh, my son-in-law, Keith Williams Jr., that was his grandfather, and my good friend Keith Williams, that was his dad, and, uh, you know, we had the opportunity to celebrate last week his uh, passing. And, uh, you know, what, a, what an incredible guy he is. You know, it's interesting that there, oftentimes when, when community leaders pass away, we get a chance to sort of f- focus on their lives. We don't do that often when they're here with us. But then you start to start to sort of contemplate the contributions that they've made over so many years. Um, for example, Walter led the the, uh, the effort to bring uh, the chambers together and form the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber. My, my mother, I might add, was also engaged in that issue as well. But you know, he was uh, he was incredibly involved in Mardi Gras. He was in, you know, he was involved in so many different community organizations over a lot of years. He was kind of a go-to guy. And what was so beautiful about the services around Walter was the way he's given back to St. Mark's Church, which is where the funeral was held in Gulfport. And uh, one of the things that he and his wife, Jan, who's just such a terrific person, uh, contributed to the to the church was this round stained glass window that stands above where uh, where where the um, uh, you know, the 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 preacher and, and, and priests and others, I don't know for Episcopal Church, I'm not exactly sure what you call them, but where they stand and, and as they were discussing this beautiful stained glass window, this rain, beauty, you know, it's round as a, as a contribution from Walter and Jan, you're, you're you know, you're, they're, they're honoring him and you can see that it's so beautiful and you can just feel his presence. But what a what a great grandfather and father and great grandfather Walter was, and uh, you know this community um, it will not be the same without leaders like like Walter Williams. Um, also had uh, unfortunately had a, a death in the family. My cousin uh, passed away. Uh, she had a, a minor procedure, and uh, there was some complications, and one thing led to another, and, and unfortunately she passed away. So. We had to go to Birmingham to uh, attend that funeral, and her husband Harold was the best man at my wedding. And Harold was uh, is a quite a personality, I might add. He had he once had the chance to play football for Paul Bear Bryant. He literally had a full scholarship to Alabama. All all those Alabama family folks are just rabid Alabama fans, and so many of the grandkids went to Auburn, as I've mentioned on the show before. But but Harold uh, chose to go to Oklahoma in a horseshoe shoe, shoeing school. He became sort of a blacksmith and uh, eventually went on to become a paramedic. That's actually what introduced me to emergency medicine. I went to the University of Alabama in Birmingham like he did and on to pre-med. 
And um, but anyway, he had a chance to, and he regretted. He regretted not not playing for Paul Bear Bryant. It's kind of ironic with all that in my mind. I, I opened up my history book this morning and found a quote from Paul Bear Bryant. There are so many amazing quotes that are associated back to him. But he died back in 1983 in uh, in uh, uh, January of 1983. But anyway, he said, "There's a lot of blood, sweat, and guts between dreams and success." There's a lot of blood, sweat, and guts between dreams and success. Man, isn't that true? Gosh, I look back at my career and so many of the people I talked to on this show, the opportunity to hear their path and how they hung in there and how they, through dog determination, accomplished goals. When I talk to uh, the business leaders and entrepreneurs and economic development folks, they know well what blood, sweat, and guts uh, have to be have to be used to get from a dream to success. And actually, one of them is going to be joining me now. So we're going to shift gears and move over to my friend, Bill Lavers, who's the executive director for the Harrison County uh, Development Commission, someone I really enjoy visiting with. How you doing, Bill? I'm good. I had a buddy on Brownwater Bander last night talking about blood and guts. And that was a great quote, and it's true. But uh, I've learned more about deer hunting from an old high school buddy that's Got some pretty unique products. But anyway, thanks for having me. Good to be yeah. here. Obviously, we're we're celebrating the season. And, you know, the states had some billion-dollar deals. Ours starts with a B. We're still celebrating Bucky's. Uh, you know, we don't have any billion-dollar deals, but we're sure thankful for the ones that we do get. And uh, hopefully things are on schedule or ahead of schedule a little bit. We're hoping it's not official, but the spreadsheet that they've sent me, um, October 10th is the is the finish line for the overpass and the and the the ramps, and then um, hopefully it'll be open shortly thereafter. Um, and and there's one thing I think that that I forgot until they came for the groundbreaking is once they open they never close. They are open 24/7, 365. They're open during hurricanes and everything else. So uh, we're really looking forward to having them be part of the community and, and having a few people, a few extra people that wouldn't otherwise stop in Mississippi and in Harrison County. Um, and and um, Mary Perez asked me the other day, so this is a crazy question, but what are they going to put on our sign? And I'm like, that's a really good question. I don't know. Because Harrison County's you know, pretty big, and that's going to cost a lot of money. So what are we going to call it? Because, you know, Auburn's Auburn, Loxley's Loxley. We don't have just a, you know, so we're working with them on what we're going to call it. And I'll say that I think, for a future I think show. it should say Coastal Mississippi. <laughs> because I know that's long, I think, too. But... I think we, we voted in the office, and we said Gulf Coast. Yeah, so something, something that covers like us all, but I don't yeah. know what they're going to do. So, well, look, there's anyway. a lot of Gulf, there's a lot of Gulf Coast. That, okay, there's a Gulf Coast everywhere, but there are, there's only one coastal Mississippi. Maybe but, we could abbreviate Mississippi like MS Gulf yeah. Coast. Something. I, I, I don't know. That, we'll leave that to their marketing department, but that's that's one yeah, of the. You guys will figure it out. We'll talk more about yeah. Bucky's and how significant that development is here in just a second. But I should tell people. The radio audience, folks, folks who are watching on Super Talk TV or on YouTube or Facebook, you already see this. But there's a Christmas tree in the background that's decorated with uh, all of its Mardi Gras colors. It's exciting. Bill actually has a um, a necklace on a rather large necklace with a big uh, Bucky's emblem on it, just you know commemorating uh, the Mardi Gras season. And you, you guys are really, really good at that. But Bill, why don't we, let's do this? Um, 
I, I, there's, gosh, there's so much to talk about. I was really thrilled to see the strategic alliance, the collaboration is going to be taking place between economic development organizations in coastal Mississippi. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Of course, we got Bucky's. There's a lot more on the table as well. But why don't we do this for people who have not heard us talk before? Let's remind them about sort of this multifaceted role that the Harrison County Development uh, uh, Commission plays. We have a 12-member commission that's appointed of each mayor appoints a person, each supervisor appoints a person, and then the governor appoints two. So that's the makeup of our board. Um, We run four industrial parks. Hopefully we're going to add a fifth this year. We have about 350 water and sewer customers. We employ 10 people every day. Um, We're kind of self-sustained. Our funding comes from our own activities. Um, we'd like to change that because we'd like to have some more money, but uh, we'll, we're working on that. Um, and then and we're the we're the organization that if you're if you're here and you want to expand, or if you're new and want to come to town, um, you know whether regardless of what it is, is my opinion, we'll get you to the right person. If you get to us and you want to talk about tourism, we get you to Judy. If you want to talk about politics, we'll get you to Jamie. If you want to talk about something in another county, then we're not going to talk to you. We're going to have to send you to them. But you know we we're we're the you know kind of the the networking opportunity. You know, whether you're new to town, because we have the coastal partnership that that helps people figure out if this is a place they want to relocate to. So we do a lot of stuff. Uh, we also run a railroad. We're working on a couple of projects on the Seaway. Um, our guys maintain and we're putting in automated meters in our, our water and sewer system so the customers can go online and view their bills at any time. So we're, we're constantly trying to make things better. Um, not just for us and what we do, but for our customers and for the whole neighborhood. So um, that's kind of that's kind of us in a fast. Well, I mean, you're, you're foot in nutshell. Kind of the jack of all trades. You think about you le- you sell and lease land. You industrial you you build industrial parks and work to manage those. You have water and sewer customers, as you pointed out. You're sort of a point of contact, an important point of contact for someone who's interested in doing a project. It might be a project in Harrison County. It could be a project in Jackson County, but you never know who's going to call you. And having that sort of one point of contact, you're in a position where you can help navigate people through the process. And let's face it, doing business in coastal Mississippi is a little bit more complicated than your typical town because you have so many political subdivisions. You have so many... So many, uh, you know, so many legislators. You got a lot of people that you have to align, and so there's a political side to this that cannot be understated. Uh, it cannot be overstated. Let me put it that way. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Bill Lavers. We'll find out what's what new is going on these days. Um, we got a new uh, executive director of the Mississippi uh, Economic uh, Development Effort uh, and Bill Cork, who came from Hancock County. Uh, that's probably really good for us. But, boy, they hit the ground running with multi-billion dollar projects like Bill pointed out just a few minutes ago. We'll chat about that as well. We'll see you after this break.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. We have my friend Bill Lavers from the Harris County Development Commission with us. And you know what's interesting, Bill, as we chat? But first of all, it's been a while since you and I chatted. We we, we need to get together more often because in your world, uh, the news is fast and furious. It may not necessarily always be Harrison County centric, but just think about the work that's going on in the economic development world these days in Mississippi. Wow, it's incredible. And we'll, we'll chat about that for a second. But one, one of the things I wanted to mention is that we, we continued the conversation about how many po- political subdivisions there are in coastal Mississippi. And it's a lot. It's a lot. So when a new developer has to come to town who's not done business here before, they need someone to kind of hold their hand and walk them through the process and introduce them to the right folks because there there are a lot of folks, especially, man, thinking – I'm thinking about something that would require legislation to, to, to happen or maybe some help from the state in some way or, or another. Um, a lot of aligning that has to happen. You spend a lot of time communicating, don't you? We do. And, you know, it goes back to relationships. And, you know, we talked about it during the break. Um, I've always had a good relationship with Bill Cork, and he's the one that made the call that, you know, led us to getting Bucky. So having him in Jackson doesn't doesn't hurt us at all. Um, You know, we don't we don't always get what we ask for up there, but, you know, we we try and it's 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 really about relationships. If you look into the, the the last deal they announced, the Amazon deal. That was a seven-year deal with relationships that go back 15 years on the complete intersection of the perfect scenario for Amazon. So, you know, we didn't even get a call about that because we weren't in the game. A lot of places in Mississippi didn't, but Mississippi will benefit as a result. So, you know, we, we have to we have to conv- what I have to do is convince people if you're not from here, you need to consider us. And we literally have had some conversations where the, the the big boys won't even talk to somebody in a red state. And then if you do get them to talk to somebody in a red state, you got to convince them to talk to Mississippi. So, you know, we don't waste a lot of time and energy on those deals. But when you've got a deal and you can talk to somebody about it, you at least you got to fight yourself into the ring. And then, you know, we 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 end up supporting the majority of what we're working on today. I think we have five expansion projects and and zero new ones. And that's fine. You know, I'd love I love taking care of the people that are already here. They've been paying the freight. They've been they've been through all the things. They're not a flight risk. They're not going to ask for the moon and they're going to ask for the moon and the stars, but they know what the expectations are. And we're really, really grateful and thankful for their continued reinvestment in our community. And, you know, out of the five deals we're working on, three of them are household names and they employ, you know, hundreds of people. And they're going to add each one of those deals is going to add 30 to 40 people times five. That's 200. It's not a thousand or two thousand. But then you go back to I was talking to a customer yesterday. Okay, if you're going to grow and you're going to, you know, in the next seven years, you're going to hire a thousand people. Well, there's a new domino that flipped. Where are they going to live? How are they going to afford where they're going to live? Bucky's is 200 jobs. And, and everybody's kind of fighting for the same talent. 
So, you know, and if you're in a plant making $20 an hour, you're not buying a three, dollars $400,000 house if you're single and you like to eat and you have a car and you might have student loans. So we've got to do a better job of figuring out what the, the economics are. We need more apartments. We need more affordable housing, you know, because when, not if, but when these things all come to fruition, we've got to be ready to handle the people if they're not already here to get here and get here because, I mean, I've, I've faced it in my career, and I've seen it over and over. I was a banker. I was a mortgage guy, just like Greg Cronin. Shout out to him. Great, good guy. We're good friends. But you get a job offer, the next thing you do is try to find a house. If you can't find a house and mom isn't happy, you're not taking that job offer. So we can have all the quality of life and all the things that everybody loves about the Mississippi Gulf Coast, except for $20 a pound crawfish right now. and But if mom isn't happy and they can't find a, a good place to live that's affordable, and we're a lot more affordable than a lot of the places that people are coming from, they're not coming. And we need yeah. them to come. We need, we need to grow our population. We need to combat brain drain. We need to do all these things. And it's tied right back to housing. So, and, and multi-layers of housing, not just you know, not everybody's going to sell their house in California for a million dollars and come here and buy one for half a million and put the difference in the bank. So we've got to we've got to be flexible and adaptable and have those plans. So I've been talking to in the last week. I've been talking to subdivision developers, afforded affordable housing developers, apartment developers, all products we need. We need it now because if you don't start it now, you're not going to have it ready for when they come with all these other things that we need. And those are the other things that hold us back. You know, we, our demographics, you know, I looked at our demographics. We grew we grew around Jackson, like Madison grew and Oxford grew in the whole state. Like nobody grew more than 3%. And I'm thinking, you know, tur tortoise and the hare, slow, steady race, 2% is good. Look at Baldwin County, they grew over 20%. And they're building houses everywhere you can turn your head. So, we think we're doing pretty well, but then you go look next door and you're like, golly, how do we how do we get there? You know, yeah. and then we get into the booger bear of insurance and some of the other factors, wetlands and all the things that that we have here that we can't change that that change for us. So, we, you know, you got you got insurance customers. And I think you all are talking about this on an upcoming show or just talked about it. But you need to talk about it every time you've got somebody in the room. If you're running a business and you get a 50, 100, or 150% increase in your insurance, no fault of your own, no claims, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, and you have to have the insurance. So those are all factors beyond our control back to the blood and guts that, you know, those are things we have to be honest about. We have to be upfront about. And Ocean Arrow wasn't really brought up till they got here. And then they're like, whoa, hey, we've got this crazy premium. Can you help us? Went to Cork. Nope. Sorry. You know, we don't really have a fund to help you with insurance. And they they ate it and they're still glad they're here. But it's, you know, those are variables that they're big, big hurdles to overcome. Um, yeah, it's, you know, a lot of people what, don't understand. What so. we kind of realize is that economic development plays out across the state in different ways. You know, you have the very local stuff that involves local entrepreneurs and business owners, et cetera. Then you have county. Each county sort of brings something new to the table. Coastal Mississippi is lucky. We have the Harrison County 
Economic Development Commission. We've got the Jackson County Economic Development Foundation. Then we've got the Hancock County Port and Harbor Commission. And each of those sort of brings something unique to the table, but it's all often it's connected to the blue economy, which is to say the fact that we've got ports, the fact that we've got rail, the fact that we've got interstate that drives from that. It's going to tend to, to to draw businesses that are somewhat related to one of those in some very specific way. But the fact that we're on a coastal community uh, and subject to hurricanes creates new challenges with with wetlands and 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 uh, uh, flood insurance and, of course, the, the issues around wind insurance and just overall comprehensive insurance, which is something that Frank Bordeaux and I have continued to have conversations and others and I have had continued conversations around it. Um, then, of course, you have the statewide stuff, the stuff, you know, like we're seeing in Madison County, the stuff, the big multi-billion dollar announcement that was announced in northern Mississippi. Um, you know, those are kind of all hands hit deck kinds of uh, project. But, Bill, one thing that comes to mind as I'm talking to you, you're talking about we've got to focus on we have to make sure we stay focused on those businesses that are already here, the, the ones that bring us to the table every, you know, all, you know, to help us be successful. Uh, they're paying your bills. They're they're employing people. We got to do that. The thing that Jerry St. Pay uh, reminded us of that we can't get complacent about the companies that are already here. It could be the big ones. It could be the Ingles and the Chevrons of the world. It could be the the, the blue chip industries that are part of of Stennis. Or it could be any number of other ones, including the gaming industry, for example. We can't get complacent about them. We, we, we can get in a position where we think they're always going to be there. You know, they're, they're just always going to be there, and we'll go pursue new stuff. Uh, I think you guys are doing a good job of focusing on the ones that are already in your hand and then being, yeah. being thoughtful and selective about the ones you go try to pursue. Because you can't waste your time pursuing something you can't get. I mean, you yeah. know that. And, 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 and it's not, you know, honestly – we talk about this philosophically, but it's not fair to the to the people that are here that haven't gotten, you know, all the incentives and things to go give that to somebody. And, you know, here's an example from another state. So when Hyundai came to Montgomery, they brought in a big plant. And when they brought it in, it shut down American candy that had been there for 128 years making the little round peppermints that you eat. They they stole all their employees. Well, stole is the wrong word. They yeah. recruited all their yeah. employees and therefore American candy couldn't survive and had to close because and, and American candy had never gotten anything in the in the history of their existence. So it's a balancing act. You have to understand and appreciate what these businesses go through. They're they're very I mean, we have a dinner tonight. Um, great example. Back to the sea force and the things we do with the kids. So we um, we've got our teammates that we're having dinner with, with the schools and the career coaches through Accelerate Mississippi, and we're we're trying to say, okay, stay in your lane. You know, you talk to the kids, talk to them all you want, talk to the businesses, come to us because the businesses don't need to be talked, you know, approached by five different individual groups about what they can do for that business because they're busy running their business. So let us be the point of contact for that. We'll pick it up from right there when we come back on the other side. We're visiting with Bill Labors from the Harris County Development Commission. We'll see you after this break. Passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Well, 
Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. And uh, we were talking off the air. It's a, it's interesting the kind of thoughts that a quote from Bob, Paul Bear Bryant elicits. The the one I read at the beginning of the show. There's a lot of blood, sweat, and, and guts between dreams and success. Boy, that is definitely true. When it comes to economic development, man, I can't say enough about that. But he mentioned, actually, it's, it's important, actually, to remember the history, the visionary leaders we had on the coast back in the day that led to some of our successes today. And we'll come back to some marketing pieces they put together to remind people about that, because that's you, you can't take it for granted how we got to this moment. One thing I wanted to make sure we didn't lose sight of, Bill, we were talking about housing stock, affordable housing especially. And, you know, when after Katrina, one of the we actually created with the governor's commission a subcommittee focused on that because it's a lot the chicken and the egg. When we had so many homes destroyed in coastal Mississippi and so many that were damaged, we knew we were going to face big challenges. And initially what we saw was a lot of developers came in and started to think through building large subdivisions north of here. And some of that came to fruition, but most of it did not. And the reason why is because they wanted they wanted to have confidence that the jobs were going to be there. Now, we knew that the casinos were, you know, once we did land base, the casinos were going to rebuild, and that was a major step in the right direction. But the big question was, what else is going to come? You know, what? how, how are we going to, to, to elevate Coastal Mississippi's game? I think we all under misunderstood how long it was going to take to come back from the worst natural disaster in American history. In some respects, we're still coming back. In some respects, the, the insurance issue still haunts us in a, in a really big way. But the, the point I want to make is affordable housing is going to be one of the big keys to us succeeding. And if you don't have affordable housing, you're going to have add daycare. You got to have, yeah. you got to, you got to have daycare and, and affordable housing because all those things are full the daycares are full. You come with a new family. They're not in school. I mean, there's all these ancillary things. George Freeland's talked about it for years in Jackson County. And, you know, it's it's an issue. And um, we've, you know, just the things I know about, if half of them come true, it's 500 people, 500 jobs. Well, a job, if that's a family, that's 2,000 people. Where are yeah. they going? You know, where are they going to live? What schools are they going to go to? Those are all important factors. You know, when you make a career decision to move to the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast, there's a lot more that goes into it other than, you know, it's sunny and, you know, 68 degrees or 64 degrees out there today. There's there's a lot that, you know, and, and one of those little pieces falls out and we don't get that opportunity. And yeah. when we don't get those opportunities, it keeps us from the next opportunity because everybody wants a Panera Bread and Panera Bread won't come because we don't have the demographics and they want a Trader Joe's and they want all, you know, there's a list longer than my arm of what we don't have. And a lot of that's demographics. I think our demographics are behind. We've got a lot of people moving here that are retired, that have multiple sources of income. And I don't think, you know, I can't I can't convince somebody that our demographics are wrong, but I sure try on a regular basis because well, hey, it holds us back. Jamie Miller, for people who don't know the name Jamie Miller, uh, you probably have heard us talk in the past, but he's the uh, CEO for the Gulf Coast Business Council. And the last conversation that Jamie and I had, 
is a, a somewhat similar conversation that Ashley Edwards and I had when Ashley was at the Gulf Coast Business Council, and that is that we, we have to get better at dis- establishing what the benchmarks are. You, you mentioned demographics. That's something we really ought to have a full awareness of. We, okay, so what are we doing well at? What, what do we need to improve at? So what's the current situation in terms of the data? And they're really focused on, on doing that. You know, as you guys recently announced, there's a there's a, the key economic development organizations in coastal Mississippi have, have announced a strategic collaboration. But one of the things that you could collaborate around is agreeing on what are the measures of success for coastal Mississippi? You know, regionally, how do we decide? Is it is it the three coast counties? Is it the six coast counties? But whatever it is, what are the measures of success? Where are we doing well? Where could we improve? You know, let's let's all make sure that we are are looking at the same roadmap because you know if you can't go to where you want to go if you really don't have an honest conversation about where you are now, I hope that you you know we move in that direction. And I think I mean I credit Jamie. We we never had an an opportunity or forum like what we did on Friday. Um, you know, just be honest. We're all selfish. You know, I'm fighting for Harrison County. If you want to talk to George, you got to go Google him yourself. I'm not going to. I'm just kidding. I will give you George's <laughs> number. But, um, you know, we and, and it's hyper competitive. But George and I and, and Blaine were on a call the other day. And, you know, we've never really fought amongst each other for deals. You know, we either get a deal and it fits in our box or it doesn't. And And the thing that, you know, a lot of the deals don't come south of Hattiesburg because of insurance. Don't come south of Hattiesburg because of wetlands and timelines and housing and affordability and and you know that our insurance rates are higher than than other parts of the of the state. So and and you know there's there was in some of these big announcements. Why didn't it go to the Delta? The customer doesn't. You don't get to tell the customer what to do. Yeah. Especially when it's some of those big boys. They tell yeah, you yeah, where to, they're going, I, when they want to be there. Hey, Bill, to zero in on that point, uh, especially specifically Mississippi Today criticized the the current Mississippi administration economic development efforts that the the economic development projects were not west of Interstate 55. But the reality is the customer chooses that. Look at. Look at look at their press release. Look at go listen to Cork's interview on Super Talk. And you know what it was? It was the East South Internet pipeline, transcontinental or whatever it's called, yeah. and the North South. Boom. Yeah. Bullseye. There. Then you yeah. got power and a power company that's willing to come in and make the investment to support all that, which some of that will go out into the west of whatever. But it also goes back to 15-year relationships. Joey already had an Amazon facility in that town. He's built those relationships. It's it was the bullseye that none of the rest of the whole state had. And you know, you don't have that those internet connection points that were right there on that specific property that Joey decided to buy like four or five years ago. That he now has no more property because of that. And you look at like there's a huge battery plant that went to Elizabethtown, Kentucky. It's halfway between Bowling Green, where the Corvettes are made, and Louisville. There's nothing in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. It used to be a truck stop when I went through there. They've gotten three enormous EV battery plants. Why? Because they invested the money 20 years ago for something that they hoped might come just like our folks did on the Seaway. If the folks hadn't done what they did 65 years ago, we just had our 65th birthday, 
we wouldn't have what the industry that we have along the seaway, war and paving and, um, you know, Gulf ship and cotton four and bayou concrete. I mean, they all get their raw materials off the seaway. And I took the core for a ride on a boat because They'd never been over here and ridden on the seaway. They had no idea there were that many businesses out there. And because we took them on a ride on the boat, they called 60 days later and says, hey, we've got a million two in the budget. We're going to come dredge your seaway. And I was like, heck, yeah. Can we, you know, I was going to get LOX to ride on the dredge with me and go do a story because that was free money to our community that benefited the businesses along the seaway that the core didn't even know existed until we invested that time to build that relationship. So, so what what's important, and uh, I get, I get that we would love to see economic development um, west of 55, but if this state doesn't take the point of view that 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 a rising tide will ultimately lift, lift all boats, you mentioned the name Joey. Joey Deason is with the uh, Madison County Economic Development Effort. He's long relationships, and the, the, the AWS project that was re- this multi-billion dollar project that was recently announced um, is something that he had worked hard for many, many years, but it took a multi-levels of the state. It took years of, of focus. It took incentives. Incentives. People, people don't like incentives, but you know the truth is, as long as our competitors have incentives, we're gonna have incentives. That's just the way it works. We can yep. choose not to have incentives, and then we won't have any economic development. Yep. So, yep. Hey, let's go back. Joe, let's go back to the kids for a second. So we've yeah. got 34 kids deployed in in the kind of high demand jobs. I forgot to ask Pam. To, Pam decorated the tree earlier, by the way, so I'd give yeah. her credit for that. But she's got a really cool spreadsheet where we've got the kids, where they're working, what school they're from, and what job they're doing. And and it's it, you know it's nursing, it's 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 a lot of really cool. I didn't know that she was tracking it like that, so it's really cool to see what happens with those kids. And again, we're 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 fortunate to have relationships with Mississippi Power and Coastal Electric that help us fund that objective. Um, but we've, you know, I'd, li- I'd still like to have 300 kids. We've got this dinner tonight with our partners. Who are, we're totally dependent on those relationships of in the school, find the kid, put the kid in the job. Um, and, and again, we partner with Accelerate Mississippi, but a little bit different is that we we pay them to go make sure they don't want to do that when they when they graduate or grow up. And we've got great examples of, of kids that have gone off and come back home, like Floridito that works at LOX, who's the social, I forgot, she's digital content manager, I think she just got promoted. But she went to school at State and came back. So there's a brain drain plus we one. Want to, we got a battle brain drain. I love the way you guys are tracking that program. That is awesome. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Bill Lavers. to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. 
back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. At, you know, at the last segment, I mentioned this strategic regional alignment that's taking place between the Gulf Coast Business Council, the you know this really truly regional organization that involves CEOs from all across coastal Mississippi, and a number of organizations that are involved in economic development. I'll read the list: Southern Mississippi Planning and Development District, past. Gagula Port Authority, Jackson County Economic Development Foundation, <clears throat> Hancock County Port and Harbor Commission, State of Port, State Port of Gulfport, Mississippi Enterprise for Technology, Gulfport Biloxi International Airport, Gulf Regional Planning Commission, and Coastal Mississippi Tourism. Great collaboration, and I look forward to. I love. I, I tell you, I'm gonna press Jamie the next time we talk to say, take your dream of data analysis to the next level within the guise of this organization. Create a scorecard for this collaborative effort, and I, I don't think we can't fail when we're communicating and working together, can we? No, but I'm going to throw in a caveat there because because we and we've we've talked about it amongst ourselves for years. We, you know, George and I talk, you know, probably not as often as we should. Blaine and I, if I have an idea and Blaine and I are the same type organization, we're Port and Harbor Commissions. So I bounce ideas off of him. He may have an idea. He bounces off of me. But at the end of the day, we're selfish. We're fighting for our own forts. You know, I like Clay, but Clay's fighting for his fort, and I'm fighting for my fort. And if we happen to fight for each other, that's great. But if we create this global scorecard, every one of us does something completely different. Hancock County is serving big industries. I mean, here's an example. We have Ocean Arrow. It's about a $4 million investment. We love it. Everybody's talking about it. It's Blue Economy. We have 400 people at their celebration same day, Calgon invests $200 million, and there's less than six people in the photo picture, including Bill Cork, and it didn't even make the news. And Calgon's been here like 15 or 20 years, and they're a billion-dollar you know, organization. So where, where's the shiny you know, new thing that, that gets all the attention is not always what we're really doing every day. And, yeah. and the you know, to me, I tell everybody all the time, base hits and bunt score runs, and I can steal bases like, like what was his name, Ricky? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with on, you. On the Oakland that, A's, I can't remember right, his last name. Right, But, you know, so, I mean. Henderson, Ricky, Henderson. Henderson, thanks, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, history, we did a little snapshot. Uh, Marsh had worked really hard on this. I had this crazy idea that. You know, our fingerprints are in this community for a long time, not just what we've done and what we're going to do, but what has been done historically. And there's a lot of things on this list that people may have forgotten about. The the seaway we talked about, all the different industrial parks, um, Ocean Arrow, the fire stations. We've done water towers. We've done railroad. We did the railroad that serves Camores every day in the 70s. Um, we do the Harrison County military team. We're the foreign trade zone. We have a meeting tomorrow at lunch, our annual meeting for the foreign trade zone. So we, we, you know, all the counties work together to make sure that that trade, and that's a huge component of, of our economy with Chevron and, and, and a lot of those businesses. Um, the South Mississippi Procurement Center, um, we helped start the casino development in 1991. Little plug, I sent you an email. Brian Bolas has read this really good book about that true story. And a lot of the people that are in the book, I read it on a flight from Gulfport to Atlanta. So it's not a long read. Um, 
good story, and a lot of those people are still here. The Innovation Center, um, the radiation facility at the airport, four-laning Seaway Road. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff. That, and we I'm, we know we left stuff off the list, but we tried to go back to some former commissioners and get their input uh, before we produce that. But, you know, we talk about it all the time. There's a lot to be thankful and grateful for here, um, and we just want to keep doing what we do. And, you know, I, I've been on the phone this morning with four customers already, two brand new deals that I didn't know were coming until the phone rang, and then some other support deals. Um, and none of these things happen. You know, you talked about earlier with our political subdivision. If we decide right now that we want to do a deal and you want to do it with me, I'm 60 to 90 days out. And that's if I don't have to go get a core permit or, yeah. you know, so there's a lot of, and we have to explain that. We have a whole outline. Look, if you want to buy property from us, here's what, here's the process so that people know it's not like me and you just trading, you know, on the side of the road and writing a contract and closing in a week. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah, you just mentioned it quickly, but, we, but we've talked about this before, but man, the vision that went into creating the Seaway, connecting uh, Back Bay, Biloxi to Gulfport Lake, and then creating this incredible industrial park that has water access. Somebody was a big dreamer. Somebody, as Paul Bear Bryant said, did some blood and guts to to make that happen. Um, we were we were well, very not lucky. Only, yeah, when it was created, it was created for the industry that made the poles that do the you know the yeah the Chriso poles yes yeah well po those poles but then also the poles for the the drilling rigs out in the Gulf well yeah. those businesses consolidated or shut down so it's not like everything left and it's just abandoned it got regenerated into different things that are still seaway related so we've got you know raw materials coming in for for some of the aggregate companies and so we've you know we've reinvented ourselves right underneath our own eyes and a lot of people haven't really yeah realized that as and much we're going to continue to do that because we're yeah. coast of mississippi and we're fighting we're, we're going yeah. to expend the blood and guts to make our dreams become a success hey bill it's been yeah. a pleasure to spend some time with you my friend thank you we need a two-hour show to cover everything i agree, I agree. it's always a pleasure my friend have a great day thank we'll see you, you sir Talk Mississippi Media Production.